This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. What you are about to hear is a special preview of the Top Rope Nation Classics bonus podcast that is available exclusively over on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Nation. If you enjoy the show that we put together twice a week, you will certainly love Top Rope Nation Classics. This week's bonus show looks at WWE This Tuesday in Texas from 1991, a gem of a show that sometimes gets overlooked. The pay-per-view featured Hulk Hogan defeating The Undertaker just six days after losing the WWF title to the Dead Man at Survivor Series, as well as Jake Roberts and Randy Savage putting in some of the best work of their careers in one of the most memorable storylines of that era. Plus, we look at where the WWF was in general, creatively and otherwise, in 1991 throughout the course of the podcast. Enjoy this special preview of various sections of the Patreon-exclusive show, and to hear the entire podcast, which clocks in at just over 90 minutes, sign up to become one of our supporters at Patreon. You get a free gift in the mail for doing so and access to 20 exclusive podcasts that you can only hear on Patreon, as well as other great benefits. Click the link in the podcast description for more info. Without any further ado, here is your preview of this week's Top Rope Nation Classics bonus podcast from Patreon. Enjoy. with another edition of top rope nation classics we're going back in time to 1991 uh, a kind of infamous show kyle ross it's ryan and kyle here for the patreon exclusive bonus podcast hope you guys enjoy this one i had a lot of fun going back and watching this tuesday in texas from san antonio kyle um when was the first time you saw this show oh wow uh probably when it was released on coliseum home video I think it was a super tape or something. Super tape 92. Yes, okay. it was. I didn't, my local video store never had this one. I actually never saw this show until I bought the Coliseum video on eBay, I think in the late 90s. Wow. So it was, it was I mean, I'd always heard about the show and stuff, but I never actually saw it until years, years later. You know, I've talked about this on the show before. When I was young, I did not watch hardly any of the pay-per-views live. When I say that this is the craziest year in the history of the World Wrestling Federation, I ain't joking, man. So it starts with the controversy surrounding the Sergeant Slaughter angle, which brings the promotion a ton of negative press leading up to WrestleMania. WrestleMania does a very disappointing buy rate. 
at the time, it was easily the least bought WrestleMania. Um, when uh, when paper just factoring in when, when you're just looking at pay per view, I mean, you know, it did more than one and two, but closed cap uh, closed uh, circuit was still a thing at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, from there, huh, boy, did we not know how much shit was going to hit the fan. The trial and subsequent conviction of Dr. George Zahorian, and we're going to have to do the Cliff Notes version on this because, boy. Like Randy would be checking backstage every so often looking at <laughs> looking at the bite mark on Jake's leg just to make sure before he went out there and did it. But even so, like the way that that Cobra nod and nod on his arm, that forearm while he's tied up in the ropes in that superstar segment is just when I think from my childhood, the most memorable wrestling moments. I mean, this just absolutely scared the shit out of me and watching it now. It's still freaky. And you see kids in the crowd crying and oh, man, it's crazy stuff. Yeah, I mean, look. Believe Jake Roberts how much you want to, I guess. You know, I mean, Jake has kind of a reputation, but there is no doubt that when they... So, six days after the Survivor Series. Is it time to jump in the time machine, Kyle? I think it is. All right. Let's go back to Tuesday, December 3rd, 1991. So this Tuesday in Texas is held at the Freeman Coliseum in San Antonio, which was a it was an arena that the WWF ran a lot. Uh, I looked it up. I think they ran it three or four times in 91. Uh, and they they ran television there many, many times over the years. Uh, when I watched this back, I just recognized kind of the look of the arena and seeing numerous Raws there over the years. Uh, kind of an older venue. Didn't seat that many people, Kyle, but they did draw a sellout of given 8, that Skinner points. was involved. This was way better than you think, and it's almost all due to Brad. Yeah, and Skinner was undefeated. I should mention too. Yes, uh, which was a nice touch at the finish when Brett puts the sharpshooter on Bobby Heenan and yells, "Skinner's undefeated." You know, maybe they should have said that earlier in the match to give it some <laughs> drama, but yeah. I don't know. It was it was kind of made for a dramatic ending, and you know, something I noticed too. Great actress. I was sitting there like. So she runs down, she's screaming, she covers Macho, she's screaming, stop it, leave him alone. Jake is also wonderful here. He's he's saying, do you love him? That is so awesome. Do you, yeah, he's like, while he's slapping him on the ground, like Liz is trying yeah. to cover him, saying, leave him alone. And Jake's slapping Savage at the back head going, do you love him? Tell me, do you love the him? Bag. Bag is whatever, but like from pre-match to post-match interviews, I think it's a five-star segment. Oh yeah, this is this is. I agree. It's tough to beat. Uh, Jake Roberts promo. Oh my god, this is so good. <laughs> that stage <laughs> the most Jean. stunning thing again. The idea that we're ever going to see a promo like that in WF is just laughable. All of oh, um, again, one so hard. yeah, he slid into a role and he was just unbelievable. Congratulate me, Gina. After taking a look at that, you are a bona fide sicko, Jake Roberts. Hitting a woman? How could you? A woman? No man wants a woman that's going to lay down and grovel and beg for somebody's life. If it's a woman that I want, I want her to stand up. Stand up and be that. 
be what I want. As far as slapping her, yeah, I slapped her, but I'll slap myself. I'll slap you, Gene Okerlund, but I'll tell you something, Randy Savage. DDT and you was fine. That really felt good. And we're, we're dancing around now. The Warlord. Okay, no matter, you know, okay, I'm sure he's a very strong man, obviously, has a good workout regimen. Aside from whatever, however else he got that physique. Has there ever been another wrestler with a better look that went nowhere more so than the Warlord? <laughs> like, I mean, no. I mean, he just looks like an impressive guy, right? He had, even had the cool W staff they gave him, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, the fan of the Opera Mask. Barry Darso, a.k.a. Smash, a.k.a. now the Repo Man, and the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, taking on Virgil and El Matador, Tito Santana. Um, Kyle, what would you what'd you notice about the uh, the commentary in this one? You can't say that El Matador slipped on a tortilla. That's the one that I wrote down. There's a lot of them, but that was the one that I wrote down. You can't. I mean, okay, the tights looking like guacamole, whatever. You can't say, quote, I think he slipped on a tortilla when Repo Man hooked his leg. (laughs) Poppy. I mean, I guess, you know, at the time, Jesse Ventura would do it too. There would be a lot of obviously really horrible ethnic jokes that you cannot do. Nor should have they probably been done in 1991. But this was full of those. This match, Bobby was kind of a little joke sensitive to his reaction because, like I said at the top, his reputation out of the ring had been dragged through the mud. And as we would see at the Royal Rumble, which is like the first official, like live crowd backlash towards Hulk Hogan, um, you know things were changing a little bit. He wasn't, you know, he it, it wasn't the Hulk Hogan can do no wrong anymore. Yeah. So. This match is kind of a mess. It's not great. Um, but Hogan actually works this match kind of heelish, to your point. Uh, and we've talked about before when you go back and watch some well, of his angles. Well, he worked every match heelish. Yeah, yeah, you go back and you watch some of his angles, too, and you think, like, maybe Hogan should have been the heel here. But uh, he, I mean, even into the finish of this match, it's it's not really great all-American babyface stuff. But uh, and this is the only time Taker would hold the world title until 97. It was his mm-hmm. six-day title run. He's talked about this situation Recently, when he did some media tours for the Last Ride documentary, I think it was a ESPN interview, if I'm not mistaken. He went into like what happened at Survivor Series and how Hogan claimed that uh, he really hurt him when he did the tombstone spot, which is like laughable because Hogan's head's nowhere even close to the chair. Yeah. But I guess there was all this drama. Back-